0: This is a Foobar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to foobarradio.com.
1: Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's Fan Club on Foobar Radio.
2: No one's at the desk, but I'm assuming that we're recording. Are we recording? Oh, we are. Sorry, I couldn't see you because of the reflections. Uh, but yes, we are recording. Uh, good noonish. That's not it. <laughs> good morning. Uh, whatever. Fucking. I don't want that to be a fucking phrase. But uh, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I've coined it. Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan. Good. Tom Noonan, uh, of course, who played the Ripper in Last Action Hero. He did. Yeah. Um, I think the of him tooth as Manhunter. Yeah, the Tooth Fairy in Manhunter. Yes. And he's also in Heat. He is in heat. You can always spot Tom Noonan. He's about what eight foot tall. Yes, (laughs) yes, yeah. He's Uh, he's hard to miss. He is hard to miss, but uh, but but he's not Optimus optimus prime <laughs> that's, oh, that's fan, fan club. club in fact this is fan club this is fan club. Oh, no, my name is uh, this is nick. my name is nick uh, we don't normally say my name is nick and my name is nat do we what do we say no, saying, welcome to nick and Nat's fan, fan club. club uh first rule of fan club uh tell you friends about fan club friends about fan club um uh, did you know the first time we did that it's very spontaneous it feels like, you know, we need to come up with a new thing. We've got to reinvent the wheel every week now. We do. That's what
0: we do every week. We basically create a new piece of art. We sculpt an hour's
2: top radio out of... Out of nothing Out of nothing no, <laughs> Imagine it No research uh, No prep We don't uh, We don't even We don't use the our, internet We don't even talk to our guests Before they come on They just come in And they say Oh do you know what I'm a big fan Of uh, Of uh, Of uh, uh, what, um Watermelons you know, um, oh, um of uh of uh oh, what's it uh, um you know and we'll go yeah and we'll be able to sort of like riff on that exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: it's spontaneous stuff like that spontaneous stuff and these guys who do all the improv they get all the the, the um, what's the word the uh, um
2: they uh what's it like um, the, uh, um, people people uh um uh, p- uh, get it
0: straight away we get it
2: but we're good as... We're great good as, as all as those, those guys who that do
0: improv. It's like this. It's like improvising. just come out of nowhere. It's like chatting in exactly. a way, Only
2: with the pressure of it being live radio. Live radio. radio. I mean, we did that. Uh, it's a shame that this one's a pre-record. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> Don't have to ruin it for people. We're better. No, but I'm on holiday. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you having a nice time? Uh, am I having a nice time? On holiday. Bloody hell, it rained. Ugh, typical oh, t-
0: Absolutely fucking typical um, It's radio like this though Which keeps us ahead
2: of the game uh, Yeah and ahead of the weather no. <laughs> so, what have you been... I mean, this is the other one, because we talked a lot, but I don't think we really talked about that much on the last show. Um, uh, obviously, you're still preparing uh, for uh, Edinburgh. That's coming along nicely, is it, not?
0: It's coming along brilliantly. Did it's you gonna take be a my advice
2: uh, two weeks ago?
0: I did take your advice two weeks ago, and I've stopped worrying about it. Yeah, just so believe
2: in yourself. I wrote, that's wrote a song about it. Actually, can we get uh, Believe in Yourself by Nick Hamill? We'll play that on the end credits. Uh, we'll do that. Um, do you, you can get buy money me. for that, like. Like I think I do get a little bit of money. Sweet. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in lining the pockets of Alice Cooper, but uh, that's, I'm <laughs> a giver. I'm a giver. Actually, I should start playing. Play this your songs and they're available on iTunes, and I get something like zero 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 point zero 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 point one p if you listen to it on Spotify. Um, but I get uh, ten pounds exactly if you buy an album off me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, slightly less after taxes, but you know it's good. Anyway, so uh, what have you been a fan of this week, Nat? I'll tell
0: you what. What I've been a fan of, I uh, I did a podcast recently, another podcast where what I know. I this is more of a
2: live radio event.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I'll, I'll allow that
0: but Well this isn't a podcast, this is a live show Yes, but mm-hmm. I did a podcast uh, with That's exactly with what
2: I meant by This is more of a live radio event This yeah. is what I meant by, by This isn't, you, you can abuse this As a podcast But um, it's really It's really a different art form <laughs> <laughs> I was on A
0: previous guest of fan club Haley Campbell's podcast
2: Why hasn't she asked me?
0: I'm sure she will. She's probably waiting for the appropriate thing. She has a thing called Unpopped, which is about pop culture. Yeah, And I was on one about the graphic novel Watchmen. And I read that again, read it years ago in preparation. And I read it again, and I thought it was brilliant. It is good. I sort of forget how good it is. You go, oh no wonder everyone says this is brilliant yeah. because it's brilliant.
2: I mean, I've not read it. I only watched the film. Um, <laughs> uh, but That's probably so, why you weren't on the podcast. But it is really good. No, I have, I read the book. Uh, I, I had to. When Watchmen was coming out, everyone mm. was so excited. Um, there was, uh, and I went to. Uh, I did a, a Watchmen themed gig, where oh yeah Um, I went I I think I read I read the comic book I finished the comic book I went to see the film on the day wrote a 15 20 minute stand up routine about Watchmen went on I did it it was for Paul Gannon and I think Richard Sandling was there and Rob Deb was there and um and I did sort of like, and I did, you know, I wrote a routine about Watchmen, and I got there, and, and no one in the audience had read it or seen it, or, <laughs> and it was kind of like, it was absolutely wasted, and uh, what, you know, what an absolute waste of time, but um, uh, yeah, the book is great. Isn't
0: yeah, it? tremendous, I'd recommend it, it's been out for... 30-odd years, and... It's
2: about 30 years. When was 30, it? 30,
0: so it came out 86, it came out, so 32 years old. 32 years. But still, a highly recommendable graphic novel. Have
2: you read any of the sequel novels that came out? Joe so what? I read one of them that was
0: done by someone I'm... I like, called Darwin Cook. I read that one, but in general I felt kind of... I, I didn't feel like they're they're in the spirit of it. They should have left it alone, really.
2: Yeah, a bit like Disney Star Wars. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Well, I don't know why you would... I mean, I don't know why you would be so... He Alan, Alan Moore, hmm. he didn't want to make a sequel. He didn't want to No, write, he didn't want them to he do was it. Absolutely against it. Yeah. And they went ahead and they did it anyway. I just think that it's... Uh, I don't know. It, um, for the record, I like The Force Awakens and I like um, Rogue One and i enjoyed solo <laughs> i'm not anti disney star wars i, I i'm I, you know um i just find some things things traveling um, <laughs> especially the way it's going at the moment i find it absolutely every every day you switch on the internet and there's a new there's a new controversy about disney star wars and it's just sort of like oh god why isn't it fun anymore
0: i know that's it, it doesn't feel like fun it feels like everyone's trying to make it a bit... It's all very dark. There seems to be now there seems to be this thing about Jar Jar Binks was the latest one, wasn't it? You've now... You're not allowed to not like it.
2: Um, yeah, there's a th- I think The Observer wrote an article about how Ahmed Best uh, felt um, he... Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks, felt like he'd been... Um, bullied, yes. He'd been title. targeted. Uh, but, I, yeah and i think that is awful i mean i i, I do stuff um you know so i'll go on twitter and i'll have um and nobody <laughs> i don't get a lot of action on twitter but <laughs> sometimes i will switch on twitter and um i'll have kind of like 20 plus uh, responses and my blood will go cold <laughs> and i'll think oh fucking hell what's happened here and it'll be that they've repeated an episode of 8 out of 10 cats or something like that and um, there'll be kind of like for every every nice comment there'll, there'll be some shitty comments and and it is hard and it is kind of like, it's tedious because it just means that you can't do that thing I can't imagine, this was before Twitter when Ahmed Best was bullied but
0: that's pretty. So he's probably getting that in post. <laughs> but the,
2: but the, yeah, in, but he would have been. He would have been getting post. They I were like my mailbox. They, they were like saying There's always been toxic fans, and um, and uh, they were like saying, "Well, even when Michael Keaton was cast at Batman, uh, Warner Brothers were getting sackfuls of post saying, how could you cast Michael Keaton?'" I think the difference with Michael Keaton was though that. Um, that everyone shut up as soon as they'd seen the film. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Heath Ledger. Everyone was anti Heath Ledger as the Joker, and everyone shut up as soon as they saw it, and it was just like, oh, right. With uh, Armie Best, um, with the character of Jar Jar Binks, I mean, Armie Best did his Armie best, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He, uh, he, was, he did what George Lucas told him to do, and, uh, and it was a CGI... And it is a silly thing, because it isn't
0: like, I mean, really, when you watch any Star Wars film, even the original ones, you go...
2: God, c 3 is annoying. It's a silly... It's just a silly character, isn't it? It is a silly character. It is a fucking annoying character. Jar Jar Binks is a, is a terrible... Is a, is a terrible character. Um, uh, it's weird, though, because people hated Jar Jar Binks when they saw it. Mm. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't a Michael Keaton as Batman yes. thing. It was it was people who had actually made up their minds once they'd seen the thing. No yeah. one was. I mean, George Jar Jar Binks wasn't used in a lot of the advertising uh, for the trailers for *The Phantom Menace*. So people were genuinely. Uh, taken off guard when Jar Jar Binks put, popped up and it was like is that, a, is, that a, is that a thing? I think Jar Jar Binks reminded everyone that Star Wars was always meant to be a kids franchise.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly.
2: Which is weird by two films later you have a man whose arms and legs are burnt off. Yeah,
0: crawling <laughs> crawling a lot across some lava
2: across screaming. Some, some lava screaming for his life uh, and killing younglings. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like yeah um, so that is a very I think the prequels are a confused trilogy but
0: Well they actually I think they are responsive aren't they i think that is responsive to what fans were wanting at the time and they wanted it darker they wanted and so they it, gave them it and the, you go this is horrible by it, the end
2: yeah it was i mean they were darker but also i uh, jar jar binks was not really in the next two very much and i was no. just thinking but you've made us sit through jar jar binks for an entire film don't just write him out do something cl- you know they did sort of do something clever with it where he's responsible for the entire uprising of the empire uh, but um but but if you're going to sit through a whole two hours of Jar Jar Binks, then don't just give him a cameo in the next two films. Yes, give yeah. him a part and, uh, and improve on it, I think. But, like, but the army best thing, it's just kind of like... Um, I remember... Uh, uh, newspaper articles, uh, reviews. Uh, it wasn't, you know. Obviously, people were just sort of like hanging out on Star Wars fans, just talking about how awful Jar Jar Binks was. Mm-hmm. But it was in. Uh, they mentioned it in. Uh, I mean, Simon Pegg would have mentioned yeah. it. Um. It, in, I don't know if they mentioned it in space specifically, but um. But it would have been a thing. Yeah. Um. I think it was a cultural. Uh, it was it was a cultural phenomenon that Jar Pink's Jar really grated with a certain demographic. Well, yeah, with most with the majority of
0: viewers. And it may well have been kids that loved the character, but I think, in general, the consensus was that no one was really into
2: You're an adult for a lot longer than you are a, a yeah. child, and uh, to to live with the Star Wars films and that character, I think is a thing. I think it's um, I think it's convenient and it's retconning. Uh, the actual re- reaction for the Observer to say that, uh, oh, well, a toxic fandom has always been around. Just ask Ahmed Best. Um, I think it's obviously very unfortunate what happened to Armid Best, mm. but... Um, and obviously he deserved a career. But on top of that the film industry didn't give him work after that. It wasn't yes, the fans yeah. that did that. And he um, probably
0: people wouldn't necessarily have known he was Jar Jar Binks anyway. I right? don't
2: think anyone knows what Ahmed Best looks like. Yes, I don't yeah. I don't think Ahmed Best was getting the majority of the thing. I think I, I recall people just going, What the fuck is George Lucas thinking putting a character <laughs> like that in there? I don't think that Ahmed, I don't think people hate Ahmed Best. No. I think people hate um, the character Jar Jar Binks. And I think there's a lot of confusion uh, happening uh, at the moment about um uh, the last jedi where people are confusing uh the characters with the actors mm. and um and i think it's very convenient for people to say um uh it's about uh, race and gender but in actual fact i don't think it boils down to that i one of my favorite characters in the last jedi was rose tico mm. um and uh, she's, uh, but the, she's being used at the moment. It seems like she's being used at the moment as some sort of um, political agenda-pushing uh, porn where it's one side versus the other side. And it's just kind of like the actual problems with The Last Jedi. It's not even what they did with Luke Skywalker, I think. It's just little things in, in terms of that it doesn't feel like it's in keeping with the rest of the franchise. Well, I think that is a
0: thing where people talk about fandom and Star Wars fandom. And there seems to be this thing at the minute where people seem resenting there's this sort of one side thinks this and the other side thinks this, but I actually don't like the term fandom, and why Why isn't it just people who have their own opinion about it rather than it being a consensus? That's what fandom is. It almost seems to create this idea that there's consensus opinion, whereas actually, surely, everyone's opinion individually is just as valid as what... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that people are trying to um are trying to portray themselves like it's an angry mob against uh, Frankenstein's monster. Mm. And and in actual fact, it seems like it's actually two angry mobs. Yes. With pitchforks, and there's no there's no sympathetic there's side. There's no gray it. area. The bottom the bottom line is I'm a am a huge Star Wars fan. Uh I uh, I like a new hope. I love Empire Strikes back. I really have a soft spot for Return of the Jedi I can take or leave the prequels mm-hmm. and um, and I really thought um, The Force Awakens um, it reset everything but it was a return to form mm. you know I felt like this feels like a Star Wars film mm. um, and, uh, and, I, and I liked uh, uh, Rogue One uh, a lot. And, and at the time when I was watching it, I haven't rewatched it, which is weird, but at the time when I was watching it, I was crying, thinking, I think this is my favourite Star Wars film. Mm. If it's my favourite Star Wars film, it's probably <laughs> my favourite film, you know, and I never rewatched it. Um, but I was so disappointed with The Last Jedi, and it just, I, but I, I think what's worse about it is I find it annoying. I found the film, and not, I had to watch it three times at the cinema in the end. And I just found it annoying. I found the jokes annoying. I found that every time, you know, and that was the thing. Maybe it's because I am sometimes a comedian that. I found the joke so offensive. So It's like the fact that the whole film and everyone goes, "Well, oh, there's jokes in the prequels." You go, "Yeah, yeah." They probably didn't work that well either. Jar Jar, have been stepping in, uh, stepping in shit. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, that's in the prequels, and you just like, "Well, that doesn't work either." Um, so I think the the most offensive thing about it, I can take, I can take everything that happens in uh, the, uh, the 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 Last Jedi. You know, I can take spoilers alert. Uh, I can take Snake Dying and uh, Luke Dying and uh, Carrie Fisher flying through space. I can take all of that. I, enjo- I enjoyed those moments of the film, but um, well, I didn't enjoy all of those moments. I, it, it was frustrating that the Force <laughs> Awakens seemed to have set up an entire trilogy, and then in the next film they spent more time distinguishing those setups than they did actually building anything from themselves but um, I just thought the the jokes were just awful to the point that the jokes ruined the film for me. You can make the exact same... They upset same you on a
0: comedic level.
2: Yeah, I think you can make the exact same film with the exact same plot points and uh, you know, everything in there and make the same, the same decisions, um, but without a lot of those jokes and I think that the film is better I mean having a steam iron coming down and pretending it's a spaceship for a shot you go that's not that's not an in-universe joke that's a joke for the people at home you yeah. know that's like a Spaceballs joke and I just found like <laughs> you go, yeah fine I mean at one point that might be that might be um that might have seemed like uh, a good idea on paper. But as soon as you actually see it in action, you go, that is a joke that they haven't made. That's more offensive. I've always said this. That's more offensive than c 3 po looking at the camera going, I'm beside myself when he's cut in half. I just think, yeah, uh, Yeah, I... Sh- um, yeah, I- anyway I could talk for a long time about about that I've never really mentioned it. I've always implied that I didn't like The Last Jedi but I just think that it's in such a weird the Star Wars universe is in such a weird place that films are getting cancelled yes. and people are um, putting embargo you know they're, they're like um, uh, what do you call it um, uh, boycotting. They're, boy- they're boycotting they're boycotting films which means that they're losing Lucasfilm are losing so much money uh, I think uh, the Solo movie lost 80 million and I went to see that twice it's a good movie I, 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 I enjoyed it, it's a good film and I think that the majority of Star Wars fans that didn't like The Last Jedi would have probably liked Solo yes, yeah. but it's not about that anymore it's about a political thing, it's yes. about the fact that um, I don't think you should have to apologise for making a bad film but I think you shouldn't what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't turn around and say it's your fault yes. it's the fans fault Yes, it's the fans fault for not liking something I think that that's unfair um and aside from that i watched deep blue sea 2 <laughs> <laughs> which is um didn't know that existed oh yeah oh yeah it's straight to video uh, or straight to uh, what's it on demand now
0: i mean we probably haven't got time to talk
2: about we it have, but have, I, loved,
0: have, I loved i loved deep blue sea
2: deep blue sea is all right i mean I, I, it's a nice placeholder for when you've seen jaws like 300 times <laughs> and then you want to see more shark action deep blue sea 2 uh, I don't recommend it it's one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever <laughs> fucking seen and I, I spent like I think I spent one ninety nine on my Skybox uh, downloading it and it was fucking terrible um, that's fan club that's fan club uh, here's a song Nick and Nat's fan club on FUBAR Radio and we are back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just saying to Nat that uh, the backing singing in that uh, in that song Muscle of Love" was uh, uh, one of the backing singers was Liza Minnelli. It's a little That's fun nice. fact And I that. was
0: saying that on Diamond Dogs, one of the backing singers is Lulu on David Bowie's Diamond Dogs. Of course, you can hear it. What a lovely, uh, you
2: If you've got any uh, backing, fun backing singing facts, uh, tweet them in. Uh, and uh, we won't read them out because this is a pre-record. So stop wasting everyone's time. <laughs> so, um, uh, my name is Nick Helm. <laughs> that Matt uh, We're joined in the studio by Ian Smith, if that is your real name. Yeah, no, it is. It is. <laughs> um, I've, I've put his mic up, but um, uh, is that, uh, hello, is it, um, no? hello,
0: yeah, hello. Can you hear him now? Good. Yes. Um, yeah, hello, Ian Smith. We'll never know whether that is your real name now.
1: But um, it is. Yeah, no. I promise it. I promise. You promise. Yeah. Okay, you're if a lovely like boy, it. aren't you? Yes.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't lie about that. <laughs> no. You're a lovely boy. Uh, who's uh, who's written it? Writing. Uh, have you written it? Or are you writing it? On um, well, my head, I'm sure? Yeah. Um,
1: I would say I have written it, but I'm still writing it. Sure. Um,
2: yeah. You, ne- you never really finish. No. I did, uh, I did a show uh, one year and uh, later on I did this, a Soho Theatre run and mm. I was still rewriting it during the Soho Theatre run because, you know, it's, I think life is a work in progress. Yeah. I think you do get stuck when you're doing Edinburgh uh, uh, and you think, well, this is the show. Uh, I'm going to do the same show every day. And I, I mean, when I first started out in fucking 2001, I wrote my first play. And I took that up to Edinburgh and there was stuff that didn't work every night and i just left it and, <laughs> I, and ne- knowing now what I know what, you know if I knew then what I know now I'd have just rewritten it mm. but I just thought no this is the play we're going to do it at the same yeah, yeah. I just think that you know you need to be quite flexible when you go. I there.
0: think it's tough though right because I think if you feel there's something wrong you do feel this kind of not like well, I, there's no way I can fix that now
1: but you've yeah, got this yeah, yeah. but you can you can just not do it again or oh, yeah I've got some bits in this show that I I have to like pre-film um, some more theatrical bits that I can't really preview, and if people don't enjoy, then they they're in the show, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> there's yeah, no yeah, yeah, which is yes. fun. But um, and I think they're funny. But if, but if I learn that people don't agree with me then i'd say there's about 10 to 15 minutes of the show that is unavoidable No, I, I know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, this I, is I, happening yeah. i wrote
2: a song uh, and it didn't work every single night i did it and uh, but it was <laughs> in there i had yeah. to do it i had like a powerpoint display that was lined up for it and when i did the when i did it again in london i swapped the songs around and i and i, and I did them differently and you go ah, oh, i should have done yeah, it like yeah. that the whole month but i just had a bit in my show that i didn't like for the entire month and yeah i've got <laughs> um but th- and that show got nominated so, oh, really? so it doesn't matter. It, was, yeah, in, it yeah. was in One Man Megameth in 2013. Oh, okay. Um, um, but your show's called Craft. Yes. It's rather arrogant title. Well, I was worried about that. Yeah, I, I, was, I would be. I'd be fucking sleepless at the yeah, moment.
1: Yeah, because I think it, it <laughs> opens yourself up to someone going, well, he hasn't mastered the craft of stand Absolutely. Yeah, um, if
0: anyone does that, you know that that's how lazy they are at
2: writing their own yeah, reviews. Yeah, I yeah. I think I
1: might even flag that up in the show. Yeah. So that they I, feel the guilt
2: of, I can't possibly write that. I wrote yeah. a show one year called, uh, This Show Is Dog Shit. And <laughs> all the reviews were, this show is dog shit. And I was just like, lazy, <laughs> lazy journalism. <laughs> um... Uh, no, I'd flag that up. I think, because it, it also... Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen your show yet. I will say it, mm. I think. I, th- I think... <laughs> yeah, come I'm on, not, on. I'm not coming up to Edinburgh, but I will say, if you do it in London, I'll come along and see you.
1: Yeah, well, I guess I'll do it in London if it goes well in Edinburgh. Um, so I've, I hope I'll do it in London. Um, yeah, that's the plan. I
2: hope you Why do it Why is it London. cold
1: craft? What's the... So, the thing that, I'm not mentioning this until like halfway through the show, but I'm telling people about it anyway. But basically... You don't have to. Oh no, but I think this is, so this is the main crux of the show, but I think when I perform it, it's funnier to slowly reveal this. That um, when I registered the show, you could pick um, a, a category to list your show under... For like stand-up comedy, and then four additional subcategories, um, and out of a list of about fifty, and I thought that was stupid, so I like didn't look and clicked random things, <laughs> and then I got an email in December saying, "We think you've listed your show incorrectly. We don't think it's going to incorporate all of this. It's listed under stand-up comedy, craft, education, the outdoors, and chat shows." <laughs> um, so I like replied to that because they put like this sarcastic line in of. Like, we don't want people coming to your show expecting to see craft and then leaving disappointed. So I've just replied saying, no, that's all good. That's what the show is. Um, so it's like a stand-up <laughs> show, but with the obligation to include like craft, education, the outdoors. That's really, and a chat show. That's nice. that's
2: really good.
1: That's really, really good. I really like the premise. Um, and the plan is to not show that email until halfway through the show when I've already like, performed some of the gig outside. Yes. Um, done a material about origami tried to educate people hopelessly and then it'll get revealed during, the middle of the show is a chat show about the show people are watching Um, so that's when I'll reveal what's going on so I really like that. That's, that's such
2: great, a good idea. Great idea. Can, can I, uh, that's such a good idea. Um, can, I, can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Because I thought that, I think that was brilliant. So what I would say is that every year you have to write an Edinburgh show, mm. right? And, uh, and it can be... Less, less, about anything. About absolutely fucking yeah. I So two things. I always found when I was writing my Edinburgh shows was that I would come up with a title and then I'd write a blurb Uh, And it would be some sort of like self aggrandizing blurb, and then that would go in the program. And then I would have to go and write the show. I'd have like that, would go in in March or whatever, and then you'd have between March and August to sort of write write your show. And it could be the show could be about anything, but because you've got a title like Dare to Dream or Keep Hold of the Gold or something, I'd always go back to the title and go, Right, it's got to be about that. Mm. And then I'd end up with a themed show because you're basically filling an hour every year and you're writing an hour. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, when I was writing the songs for Uncle, when I write songs, the songs are so com. are so difficult because they could be about anything. You go, oh, right, so I've, you end up writing, you know, 50 love songs because that's what you write songs about. But when you, I was doing Uncle, they would give me like a criteria and they'd say, no, it's got to be about this and it's got to hit these plot points. Mm. And having that, that I have got to include these things into the song, they made writing the song so much easier and more enjoyable because it was kind of like, um, it was almost like doing topical comedy where mm. you go, oh, I've got, a, I've got a, a, a list of beats to hit which means that um that it's not about anything. It narrows it down so you have to be more creative within the parameters. Mm. And I think that that's a genius idea where you're going to do an Edinburgh show anyway and now you have kind of like you've constructed these parameters for you to work within. That's mm. brilliant.
1: Yeah, I mean I so I I really like the idea but um I I and I like how it's going. I've got a lot of work to do on it. Yeah. But um but I like the I like the idea. It's just it's difficult to pull some of it off. Like um so there's there's a bit where w- without people knowing that I've got to incorporate the outdoors. I'm just gonna be talking about how important it is to get out of the house. And then I'm just gonna leave the venue as I'm talking. <laughs> and then a video is gonna come up of like, the door of the venue closing and me just carrying on. So I don't break, sure. like, anything. And then just do a bit of it outside, like getting a beer from the bar and all that kind of stuff. And then, so the plan towards the end is that when I go outside again, I'll go out through the, the back door. And we're, we're filming something where I just come out of a beach hut. Um, and I'm going to get changed into my trunks and just go into the sea for a bit, and then hopefully when I come back into the venue, I'm going to be soaking wet in my trunks. <laughs> yeah. But um, and I like all those bits. It's more the bits in between where the I bits you've to, actually uh, got to write To link these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I just think that if you have enough ideas and then you link them together, mm. like I just think back. I'm so, I mean, it's all very self reflective I suppose. But like when I when I was writing stuff, when I wrote Death Dream. Um, that was literally song, poem, song, poem, song, poem for the entire thing, it was, just mm. bit, it was bits and then if you added up all the stand-up in there it was probably less than 10 minutes of stand-up yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, um, that's
1: what my, my show this year I would say is like 30 minutes of stand-up and then maybe 5 minutes of stand-up specifically around craft and origami and then it's just outside chat show an origami demonstration <laughs> and all this kind of stuff So, yeah, the actual stand-up isn't... There's not a lot of just straight stand-up in it. So it's more just... I'm I'm just in the process of weaving it all together and trying to find a way to open the show that doesn't ruin the reveal of the show. Because I do feel like I need to open it by saying, like... So the show's called... Usually I would open and say, the show's called this, and it's about this. But I can't say what it's about until the middle. So I'm trying to work out how to say... I can't tell you what the show is about yet but I will do sort of thing
0: I've sort of done the same thing accidentally with mine where mine's called uh, Chameleon Comedian Corinthian and Caricature and I've done that where I've had bits about all those things yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so that has made it much easier to write but I found that almost by writing it I find that that can't go there because that doesn't make sense. Mm. So there's a bit where I think accidentally I've done the same thing where I've, I've ended up saying what the show's about about halfway through. But it actually yeah. seems nice now, and you just try and force it that way to say, mm. that was always going to be like that. So halfway through you can pause and go, oh, actually, it's about this, by
1: the way, and then yeah, you can carry yeah. on. Well, it's like... Um, it looks like you've done it on purpose. One of my Babiglia's <laughs> shows... My my is like starts a gig and is like... Um, says something about oh this is about one of the weirdest gigs I ever had and I'll, um, I'll tell you why later and then he starts talking about his wife for ages and then was like I was on a plane with my wife because we were on the way to do this gig that was really weird um, I'll tell you why later and, and then he does stuff about planes so he just stalls it and stalls it until the end and then he's got a five minute routine on the gig and then it's like that's what the show is about sure so I think I might just do that
2: yeah I think that's great I think that's really great
1: it sounds great though yeah I really like the sound of it thank you
2: I'm that's looking um, forward to it. I'm a big fan of the idea of your show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yet see an execution, yeah. and it is, um, is going to be on at the Underbelly Buttercup. Five fifteen mm. is a really good time of day. Uh, yeah, that's in the afternoon. Yes, yeah, good. Five uh-huh. fifteen um, <laughs> PM. I'll just mm. make a note of that PM. What does PM stand for? Prime Minister. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and it's at the Underbelly, uh, the Buttercup Room. Uh, I don't know that. Is that a new one?
1: It's basically, the underbelly is... Oh, I do know that one. It's near the underbelly. No. Oh. Um, It might have used it. It's in the middle of the med quad. It's like a 75-seater. It's like the beside. Like the way it's laid out. out. But it's its own thing. Sure. I guess. Okay. I don't know of the underbelly. I like you saying... um, it's like a, it's not one of the
2: pleasantest venues <laughs> they're but, um, all they're all very they're similar they yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. we'll get a we'll get a black box and we'll stick yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll put no ventilation in there and we'll stick a bunch yeah. of people in there
1: although uh, the air con in it is is fantastic oh fantastic you got air con as well yeah and you can't hear it you can't hear it.
2: So, so that's, that's a good thing. I have to. I usually have to ask if it's on. Although I like, um, I like having hot audiences. Oh really? Yeah, I like it when they come out of it and they feel like they've gone through something. Oh, we've just <laughs> been told by Natalie that PM uh, is actually an abbreviation for Prime Minister. So oh I'm right, yeah, so good. That's good. <laughs> um... Uh, So, uh, Ian. uh, Yes. uh, What is your uh, what you? I mean, we're like over halfway through the show, and we have not even done anything. (laughs) Uh, It's not a show about stand up. It's lovely talking about stand up. But, um, but uh, what are you a fan of?
1: Um. So I. um, Do you mean like now, like currently a fan of? What are you a fan of now? Um. Well, a lot of a lot of stuff I I like, like music wise. It's quite depressing. So I try and avoid like um, talking about like I'm a big fan of a guy called Jason Molina,
2: right? And I got into his stuff like obviously uh, he's starring in uh, the new DC universe as (laughs) Aquafresh. (laughs) Aquafresh.
1: Did you? um Oh God!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alfred Molina. No, of course he was in Spider Man (laughs) too. Uh, Jason. not there's no point coming on this Jay- show people don't take seriously huh? <laughs> Jason what's his name Jason Molina Jason Molina and yeah. what's he like how do you describe
0: his music
1: um quite sad yeah um very sad and I got into his music just as like I remember it's quite like a niche musician and he was trending on Twitter and I was like yeah Molina's got a new album out um and he hadn't he just died right. um wow. just as I was really getting into him but but I say, I guess inverted commas, luckily, he's got a big back catalogue to get through. Um, so I'm biding my time through that, because I don't want to exhaust it all. Yeah, yeah, you don't no, want to get into it No, absolutely. Months.
2: I'm like that with the John Carpenter films. I've got a few in my back pocket you've that, never seen? that I've never seen. And Stallone, I've got a few. Oh, yeah? Stallone films that I've not seen in my back pocket.
1: Stallone must have done a few films that are, like, dreadful, beyond belief. A few, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like like Segal's got
2: a, a few of them. His worst days well are probably. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Stallone and Segal are uncomparable.
1: Yeah, well, they've both been in. Um, they were both in the Expendables, weren't they? No, one
2: of them. No, Segal's not. Seagal's in not any any with No, no, nah. no. Oh. Doesn't get on with the producers. Segal was in the oh, Machete, really? but he was not in the Expendables. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess he just seems like the sort of person who would be in the Expendables. No, Segal is a pretender to the throne. Segal is not. Oh, okay. Segal is not one of the Expendables. I watched a video of him doing. Can um, we talk more about? I mean, you've, you know nothing of the Expendables, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I find it actually offensive that you've kind of like lumped them all in together.
1: Yeah, no, my film knowledge is it's quite bad. The
2: Expendables is the creme de la creme of action heroes, <laughs> and Eric Roberts. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, The Expendables is great No it's not, The Expendables 1 is terrible Expendables 2 is also terrible Expendables 3, which is the one that no one went to see is the best of the lot is because it? it's actually got a storyline and <laughs> it's got it's it, everything that's wrong about. Did
0: you see this thing going around yesterday that Michael Flatley of Riverdance oh, has made yeah. himself, he's, he's written and directed like a sort of James Bond style action movie with Eric Roberts as the villain I
2: like, mm, I like Eric Roberts I, I mean go. I just implied that I didn't like Eric Roberts but um, he's one of the best things in The Specialist <laughs> uh, after um, Stallone, Stone and Woods and Steiger <laughs> but, uh, but he's got a big back catalogue you're Jason Molina
1: yeah but I mean but you haven't
2: picked him as your favourite song no but
1: um, I guess like um, so there was a few things that I was asked before coming on air mm-hmm. to bang on about I like um, sad
2: songs, have you ever listened to Nick Drake? No. You should listen to Nick Drake if you like stuff that's really sad about... But I don't think I like stuff that's sad. Don't listen to Nick Drake. Because um,
1: <laughs> I don't like um, 24 Hours in A&E. My girlfriend watches that and she just oh, always cries. Yeah. And I just ask her why you, why well, you, you that it. do you think it. That
2: would be a good name for an album, though, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. I thought that what? was a
1: name for a second. What? 24, 24 hours, hours in A&E. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought were saying, like, every time she watches it, she cries. Um, <laughs> no, it's just people, like, having, like... Um, Injuries and then getting sad about them, yeah.
2: yeah. So, sure. I don't like the sadness, but that's very bleak. I think, um, I think, uh, when people have injured themselves, mm. you are particularly vulnerable, you don't want a camera. I mean, they've obviously signed a waiver, but yeah,
1: but when they're high off their face on yeah. morphine or something,
0: I can understand watching some in just to be a bit depressed.
2: I, I like one of my favorite
0: films, is Kez. So I just like watching it it's and being a bit. <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs>
0: I just love it. But you go like, but it is, it's it's that thing at the end of it. You go, oh, that's sad, isn't it? A bit sad. Now. I've
2: I've never
1: seen Kez. Oh, I recommend it. I've not seen I'd Kez. I've seen it.
2: Nathaniel's impression of Kez. He's acted out <laughs> Kez before. But the the whole film, yeah. no, just of the bird. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen his, I've seen him do like an impression of Kez, and uh, uh, he's acted it out, and I feel like I've seen that. Okay. Somebody told me the end of the Elephant Man the other day.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. He uh, he dies. in it up. Oh, but it I sounds it like disguise.
2: It sounds like it was a disguise. Yeah, it was, sort of, it was just playing that kids' game where you have the plastic <laughs> elephant. Face. Um, yeah, someone told me the end of. I like things that make me feel stuff. Yeah, you know because I'm so uh, uh, what dead to the world these days. That's so. fine club. Uh, I'm so dead to the world. I'm so, I, f- I feel <laughs> nothing. Mm. I'm like a numb. My whole brain and body is like, uh, uh, you know, uh, like uh, like a, a foot with pins and needles. I, f- I feel absolutely <laughs> nothing. So I like. Got a message from the producer here that says. Uh, keep it light. Keep it light. No, actually. Um, uh, <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian, Ian brought this up and I, I think I'm going to roll with it. I should um, have
1: mentioned. I should have mentioned
2: him. Uh, I'm numb to the world. I've uh, what's the word? I'm d- uh, d- dead inside. D- Dehumanised. I'm dead inside. Uh, <laughs> what's disenfranchised. I'm all of those things, and so just to feel a one shell. one a shell fucking of a man. thing, uh, one fucking thing in this fucking pointless universe, I think that's um, it's, it, it makes me feel good. So uh, maybe I will tune into 24 hours in a and e actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will give that a whirl. <laughs> Download the box set. <laughs> um, we'll go for that. So, uh, but but we got in contact. They got they got in. We did. Yeah, in contact. yeah. Um, what what other stuff did you have to? So, think about?
1: I was asked what my favourite TV show was as a kid. And when I was a kid, I went for a phase of wanting to be a Mountie because oh, yeah. of Due South. <laughs> um, I really loved Due South, and I
2: I thought that was starring would move. starring Jack D. Of
1: course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as the dog. was Um, yeah I thought I'd move to Canada and become a Mountie Um, are you allowed to be a Mountie if you're not Canadian? is it one of those things? I don't know I mean I think when I was a kid I just assumed that you you could that you could and that I could learn to ride a horse quite easily and I think I liked the uniform and I quite liked his hat Mm. and I think that was my only like That's my thought process it was a
2: bit like being a a cowboy a and you Yeah. a red jacket
0: and that's actually, shall we do... Uh, Should we play the song? That's actually your song choice as well, oh, right?
1: Oh, I chose the theme tune, yeah. The theme I mean, tune your from favourite <laughs> song.
2: <laughs> Ian well, no, Smith, what's your is, favourite song of all time?
1: But the way the question was phrased to me was, so it doesn't have to be about the things I've talked about, you know, like juice South or anything, but I think I looked at the word have and I took it as in the tone of it doesn't have to be as in, we'd like it if it was. Did she write it in italics? I don't know. It could have been italicised. It might have been underlined. It could have been she in She's shaking her head, Natalie, shaking okay. her head that she But I that. read it as. It doesn't have
2: to be. Uh, Sometimes to I'll put an emphasis on something. Pipe, pipe down. To be a Mountie, you must have been a Canadian citizen or have permanent resident status in Canada. Individuals with permanent resident status must... Have resided in Canada for the last 10 consecutive Whoa. years.
0: But you could move there for you 10 can move years. Yeah, 10 yeah, years, I could move get, there.
2: get Canadian status. Still a young man. You've got your whole life out here. Yeah, ahead of you.
0: I,
1: could rec- I reckon I could be a Mountie by 45. Yeah. I wonder what the retirement age is. What's and retirement age?
0: <laughs> What's the retirement age of as being long a Mountie? As you can get
2: on that horse. I mean, they were quite old in Leslie Nielsen was a Mountie in due South, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. i don't remember that all i remember is the plot and the theme tune and the clothes (laughs) well i'm struggling to remember the theme tune. i'm quite looking forward to it i really loved Juice. south it was brilliant it was like it ticked a lot of boxes it was Mm. like it was like a it was almost like um it was like a saturday afternoon saturday evening adventure series wasn't Mm.
1: it yeah it was a crime with a tinge of comedy and was it set in canada no, he come over from
2: Canada and he's was what in I Chicago. He, he's in Chicago. Chicago. he had like a Chicago, he had slip back hair, kind yeah. of like a, 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 a... Yeah, can we get a photo up so that at least I can remember it? Um, he <laughs> was trying to
1: find some... I think someone had killed his dad and he was trying to
2: find that out. That's right, and That's he was visited by in
1: Chicago. a ghost, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, his dad visited him.
0: Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like what's that one? The Shakespeare
1: Hamlet.
2: It's a bit like... Um, it's like Hamlet. Yeah, there's all
1: sorts of ghosts and stuff in if Shakespeare,
2: is not there? Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of ghosts in Shakespeare. <laughs> we know all of this, is it messes <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh,
0: it. Anyone wants to know anything about Shakespeare? write in and we'll Smith tell you.
2: It's doing a show called Craft at five fifteen every day in August. So, uh, go there with your Shakespeare questions. Um, We're going we to play. We're going to play the timtum now. Um, I'm really enjoying this chat. Actually, it's very much more laid back than our normal shows, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm enjoying that. I I'm think we must all be tired talking and listening to yeah. each other. I mean, also what we tend to do. Oh, i not I'll, I'll talk. I'll, t- I'll talk to you during the song, and then. Uh, but what is the name of the before? Oh.
0: Fubar Radio presents
2: with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons. Now for the weather with our guest, Sarah Kendall. Hello, Sarah. Hi. Hey, how's it going? We know you've got children. Do you hit yeah. your children?
0: When they're like being completely <laughs> fucked, then I have smacked the bottom. And I know it's illegal and everything, but I don't know if I <laughs> not say it. My brother and I were smacked all the fucking time. Like, all the time. I think there is like a whole generation of people growing up now who haven't been smacked, and they're fuckers.
2: Every Tuesday... Music with Sean
1: Walsh and Mark Simmons from 12pm Bar Radio.
2: Just want to apologise to our listeners. Did not know that that trail contained uh, Sean Walsh. <laughs> no, I need a um uh, So we're joined back in the studio by uh, Ian Smith. Hello. Bloody, <coughs> else, that was aggressive. Oh, and now you've started <laughs> un- uh, I'm not going to lie. The True South theme tune, uh, although it's good, uh, is not the best. True South by Jay Semko. Is that Fubar yeah, Radio? Jay I don't know. Um, I think he did
1: the Juice House theme tune and then just retired. Retired I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's all he did. <laughs> I would.
2: Well, no, it's nice. But I, like, I haven't thought about that theme tune. No, I probably haven't thought about that show. I watched it every yeah, week, yeah. and I probably haven't thought about that show in
1: fucking years. No, the lead actor d- has sung some of the tracks on the soundtrack as well. Oh really? He's
2: like um, Is it, Nick. An um,
1: can you remember his name? Paul Goss. Paul Goss. Gross Goss. Yeah, okay. Short go. for gossip, maybe. Paul Gossip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mounties can stay on the job beyond 65 if they choose, as long as they meet the fitness standards. Oh, so you well, could live yeah. in Canada and still get 20 years.
1: So, right, if I get to Canada by 35, I live there for 10 years, yeah. 45 I start being a mountain. Yes. 15 years, I reckon, of solid mountaining, and then another 10 of, like, yes. slowly easing down on my Best responsibilities. i that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Paul Gross. Paul, Paul Gross. Gross. Uh, short for obviously uh Pauline Grossip. Yeah, yeah yeah. Pauline Grossup. <laughs> Oh, it's just stuff like that sometimes it's whimsical sometimes it's dark sometimes it's <laughs> and you didn't prepare that uh, ahead of time did you didn't, didn't prepare that no. it just came to me <laughs> no, Pauline no. Grossop yeah we didn't know that wasn't, that wasn't. can you imagine such a character <laughs> um, so uh, uh, what's your favourite pop, cult- pop culture who's uh, your favourite pop culture I mean I don't really, uh, there's got to be a better way of doing this Nat where it's not just us saying who's your favourite pop culture icon I think it should just be us like saying maybe we should do a bit of prep in future and it'd be like what, what are you into and then you just list and it's almost seamless to the listeners at home yeah. we'll try for the next one right? we'll try for the next one where we'll say what are you into what are you a fan of I feel and bad then they'll reel it all
1: off the, the, this episode's like the episode that makes you think we have to have a rethink
2: <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> a rethink it's the way we do <laughs> eight or nine shows in now Ian and, uh, and yeah. I would feel pretty bad if I were you
1: okay no to be fair uh, well, throw, throw some Sorry, stuff Sorry, they've not all been good Oh,
2: good. No, good. no, all been good. We had that Brett Goldstein in bloody hell.
1: Yeah, I um I did a preview with Brett last night, hey. and I think the opening joke to his show is spectacular. But um, I won't mind me saying this: it was met with absolute silence from there's like nine people in a room in Brighton Comedia. Um, Perhaps they were anticipating the next
2: fifty-five minutes. Oh Ooh. no! What a rude thing to say. <laughs> Brett Goldstein and I are no friends oh okay there wow. we are I love him very much mm. <laughs> um, all, all of his shows are great what about I don't know why is, this, why is the joke so good don't tell us the joke but why is the joke so good oh there's just like a he's got his top off and there's a lot of up. Oh, that sounds um, like classic <laughs> Brett <Goldstein laughs> thing
1: to do but it's a real nice it's the sort of thing that would make an audience think what what the fuck what, what's, what's going, going on, on?
2: but then after a while you're like oh that's what was going on right yeah <laughs> and it's alright sure um, I would take my top off uh, as a finale
1: yeah, oh no, he, he opens with it He opens with it So it he's better. got to keep topping that So
2: he gets to t- keep topping um,
1: that Because that's what I'm, yeah, I'm doing that at the end of the show Well taking the top off <laughs> You just in yeah. trunks by the end so, a trunk, tops and trunks and a bit wet And I pour a bottle of water <laughs> over myself to simulate the sea Bloody <laughs> hell. Um, You know you're running out of ideas when you're um, pouring a bottle of water over yourself <laughs> to simulate the
2: sea <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> <laughs> in the street of Edinburgh just before you yeah, get yeah, back yeah. into your show. Yeah.
0: I wonder if someone will be able to see you they are just waiting to go into another show or something and they'll just see you pouring water on yourself. Well, I
1: think there's a, there's <laughs> a go, backstage on, area
0: right? okay. where I can do it
1: in privacy. But can we would be able to pour water on yourself go over the floor, won't it? Well, yeah, but that's just the floor. Right. If, uh, you know, people can people have shoes on and but it might be that.
2: raining I mean you know, I think you're anticipating a very yeah it could hot just go out training. into the rain yeah could
1: be an absolutely also I'm usually <laughs> by the end of my show month. I'm sweating quite a lot that it looks like I've been in the sea Are you a sweater
2: yes. yeah I'm a sweater
1: um, the worst thing is when you can see it when you can see the drips fall onto the oh, oh. no
2: that's my favorite yeah, that I, suits your style. I, I think that I, you know, a lot of people want to make comedy look seamless, but I want to make it look as hard <laughs> as possible. Well. And uh, I think I've achieved that in my time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you sweat a lot? Are you a sweater or not, are you more not. of a cardigan that? Yes, <laughs> yes. <didn't> plan it planet.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, eh, you know, I sweat from time to time, but I don't drip, I don't think. Mm.
1: Oh, God, I don't this think makes me point. feel very uncomfortable. I don't know what, Just want um, to reiterate
2: I do love Brett Colstein very much, and uh, i and going to see his show.
1: Nick. Do you remember I don't know if you've ever told the story or want to tell the story on radio, but when we're at MacFest and a guy rugby tackled you for no reason. I do. I do remember <laughs> that.
2: I do remember that. Um, because
1: he thought it would be like a friendly wasn't it violent, Because he thought It was violent. Yeah,
2: but in the sense it hurt. It, uh, yeah, but I think he thought It'd be something you'd love. This. love. Tell He'll you, laugh this. this I was talking I was I was at I, I was at Macfest and I was outside the beer tent and I was talking to a girl <laughs> and uh uh, I, won't, I won't say who it was but I was talking <laughs> to a girl <laughs> Uh, and uh, a man came over <laughs> and uh, I didn't even see him coming and he at full pelt <laughs> <laughs> rugby tackled me into the mud right and it and it hurt and I looked around and the girl I was talking to had just walked off out uh, of some sort of embarrassment right?
1: but I remember right? the guy's like, face who rugby tackled you when he could see that you weren't pleased about it <laughs> he looked like shell-shocked as well he <laughs> was, was
2: like, like yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, believe it, this is backfire he was just like it who could happen. have predicted it? And I looked around, and the girl had left, right. And, <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, for fuck's sake!" I mean, you were because I obviously hadn't planned it, right. And the only person that helped me up was Ian. Yeah, and he and it was like the end of uh, Back to the Future. He goes, Are you all right? <laughs> Are you okay, Lorraine? And his hand came down, and he, he picked me up out of the mud. And it's it kind of like, it was great. Yeah, I remembered yeah. it so much that I recreated it as a scene in uh, in my future. Eat your heart out. Where um, I got rugby tucker to the ground while I was talking to a girl, and she walked <laughs> off. Um, it was yeah, I, I fucking. I do remember it. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. But there was no Ian Smith to help me up. No, no. Um, I think it would have been too expensive. Oh, we should do thingy. Uh, oh fuck, we've just got. Uh, uh, can you just say very quickly, Ian? Uh, yes. So your favourite TV show is Do South? Yes. Do uh, South. Your favourite film and actor are um, the Truman Show. Um, but I like Joaquin Phoenix. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I watched uh, I, You Will Never Know My Name or whatever it was called You Were Never Really Here You Were Never Really Here Yeah, what did you <laughs> think of it? It's sort of baffling but uh, I liked it Not as good as uh, Are We There Yet? Uh, but it was, uh, it was It was. was alright <laughs> <laughs> And uh, your favourite pop culture icon was? Um, Jason Molina Jason Molina, he's your favourite pop culture icon? I think so, yeah Yeah, not your favourite song? No. Well, no, because I
1: panicked. Like I said, I read it as we it doesn't enough have time for to, this. to be.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to uh, go into uh, the world famous game.
0: Uh, okay, this is a game, Ian, where you have to say
2: what Do you the following things: What's it called? better or worse. <laughs> better, or worse.
0: <laughs> better or worse is a game, Ian, where you have to say with the next person on the list is better or worse than the one before it. Oh. So we start off with Nicolas Cage. Is he better or worse than Terry Wogan? Better. He's better, yeah. Yes. Is Terry Wogan better or worse than Jeremy Kyle? Better. He is better. Is George Clooney better or worse than Jeremy Kyle? Uh, better. He is. Is Dick Van Dyke better or worse than George Clooney? Worse. He's better. Oh. Is Boy George better or worse than Dick Van Dyke? Worse. He is worse. Is Julia Roberts better or worse than Boy George? Better. She is better. Is Holly Hunter better or worse than Julia Roberts? Better. I don't know who that is Holly Hunter No, oh, She Hunter? is better
2: She was in Copycat I I
0: And Raising Arizona
2: <laughs> And The Incredibles <laughs> And she was in Oh uh, o- Brother Who Are There better Yeah better Correct Than Julia Roberts Only a little bit Julia Roberts is pretty fucking good Well, Holly Hunter's great uh, Uma Thurman Is she
0: better or worse Than Holly Hunter uh, Better Worse. Oh, but I don't know who Ronnie Hunter is, is. It's worse. You Hunter Yeah, okay, but oh, that's your <laughs> That's yeah. you I've had to explain not to me. Hunter. And is Mel Brooks better or worse than Uma Thurman? Better. Yeah, better. Mel Brooks is better than
2: Uma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I found that's, that's it.
1: stressful.
0: You did really well, though, Ian, yeah. I, I think. Like there's a it real agenda stressful. there.
2: Way, welcome to our. Hour a you week, got mate. seven. Seven. That's a good score. Very respectable. Yeah, but that's equal to Hayley Campbell. Yeah. And Brett Goldstein. And Brett Goldstein. Oh, yeah. My good friend Brett Goldstein, who I love very much. Yeah, we were criticising him quite a lot. I wasn't criticising and him, Jew I South said it as a joke, too. but it very <laughs> si- went very silent in the room when I said a joke yeah. about Brett Goldstein, and then all of a sudden it was just like, bloody hell, I've got to dig myself out of this. I feel awful. I feel absolutely yeah. awful. I, I normally feel elated after this show. It's the one hour a week that I look forward to. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've <laughs> caused a real rethink. Really, rock, you know, this is real rock bottom this is fucking awful though. <laughs> keep it like this, is fan, club, this, this is, is fan club this is this is this is fuck club oh imagine fuck club I mean, that's a different club yeah <laughs> we could do it we can do a spin-off <laughs> that, that, that's fuck club and uh so okay we're gonna finish <laughs> just <laughs> made, <laughs> just made uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i think we all felt very uncomfortable <laughs> Hashtag me too so uh, so um <laughs> we're going to um, uh, we're going to finish now with uh, with the theme tune uh, no, so <laughs> did from, again? from renegade uh, thank you very much for coming in no uh, thanks for having me yeah thank you and your show is on at 515 Five fifteen p.m. 5:15 PM. 5:15 PM. PM. So uh, you know if you get there at a.m then you're either half a day late or half a day early mm. so but uh, do something else in between don't, don't, don't stick that, around don't make my, the same mistake oh, I did oh, yeah. um uh, thank you for coming in uh, genuinely you. a lovely day I wish we could have uh, chatted a bit longer we're going to talk about maybe expanding uh, the length of the show by another hour so uh, <laughs> hopefully that'll no okay cool it is, what it is. Uh, thank you very much for coming in goodbye
0: if you enjoyed this podcast please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes